Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and the 90s for people who care about that crap. I am Milo Dennison and with me is Jamie Fenderson and today we're doing hair metal versus grunge. That's right. Rock and roll smackdown. Glam rock of the 80s versus moody moodiness of the 90s. I don't know. I can't really think of it. Was, grunge was very that. moody. And Milo, if you can't see him, he's got his flannel shirt on looking super grunge. So he's the grunge guy today. It's true. Not only am I dressed grungy, I got I got the flannel. I've got my jeans have holes in them. Oh. And I was listening to Nirvana prior to jumping on this call. Have you bathed? I did bathe this morning, oh. but I will say I'm wearing the same jeans that I've been wearing all week and the same T-shirt. Uh, okay. The only thing I've really changed are my socks and underwear. Oh, okay. Yeah. All but right. That, forgiven. That has less to do with being grunge and it has more to do with being on COVID lockdown and stuck at home and just like, yeah, fuck it. I don't need to dress myself. I haven't done well, anything. I've got I'm my sure spiritual my gangster shirt on. I don't, I don't have any like neon leopard skin shirts or tight leather pants. Uh, I don't think I have enough hair left to use Aquanet on it to try to do something there. So you win the dress up contest today, brother. All right. Well, I will let you go first since the eighties happened before the nineties. Yeah. Well, glam rock, what's, we said hair, hair metal. And when you go to hair metal on Wikipedia, it actually goes to glam metal. So both hair metal and pop metal go to glam metal. So I guess there's a bunch of like subgenres of of this whole phenomenon. And there's actually a guy named Sam Dunn. Have you heard of him? I have not. So he's an English guy and he's a total rocker. Um, and you'd look at him and you'd think he just trashed a hotel room. But it turns out he's like a full-blown anthropologist, uh, like a rock anthropologist. He did that ZZ Top film on, on uh, Netflix recently. Okay. And so he classifies glam rock into, into kind of two, two subgenres. One of them is, is, is pop, pop metal. So this is more like the Def Leppard and Europe and white snake. And then you got the, the glam metal, which is poison and Motley Crue, you know, where they just used to tick people off by dressing up as girls basically. And this whole thing started kind of out of the sunset strip with the rock rock bands um, from the sunset sunset strip out of the late seventies. And it's a lot of, uh, you know, guitar solos, a lot of hair, a lot of neon, uh, lace, leather pants, motorcycles, strippers, spandex, denim jeans, right? This is, this is the 80s right here. This was 80s rock. And is it over the top? Yes, but that's why I like it. That's why I like it because I'm actually from the place where grunge came from. Um, I was already a kind of a depressed teenager in the Pacific Northwest. So I didn't really need anything to personify that. I wanted hair and chicks and metal and uh, partying and busted up hotel rooms. Um, and, you know, 
Def Leppard and Europe and Motley Crue, those kind of, those kind of Van Halen, just, there's just kind of an optimism about that kind of music. Uh, so even though I was probably more should have been into grunge, I was a, like a teenager at the time. I should have been, I should have been my thing. I always look back. I always look back to the, to the eighties for that more sunshine and booze kind of thing that the, the glam metal provided. Uh, so I, I will say, you know, that's why hair metal's better because it's just more fun. It's just more fun. You make valid points. You do make valid points. But we do need to remember the grunge is kind of the anti-80s hair metal. <laughs> it's what happened with that extravagance and saying, oh, okay, we, we need... We need some music with more than just a couple chords rocking out. And that's where kind of grunge came into play. And I want to tell you my, first, my story. So when I was in high school, uh, I was, uh, a friend was giving me, he had a pickup truck and he was giving me a ride and he puts in Nirvana's Nevermind. He's like, have you heard these guys? And I'm like, no. And he puts the CD in and smells like teen spirit comes on. And it was just like, what? the hell is this at no point when a white snake song started playing on the radio or somebody put a, a a metallica cassette in the player did i think to myself wow what is this amazing amazing thing i liked it don't get me wrong i did like it but when when smells like teen spirit started playing i was like this is utterly amazing and new and fantastic and I love it. And that is why that CD, that album sold more than 30 million copies worldwide because it was so amazing. 30 um, million. Yeah. What's interesting is a lot of people think of grudge as a 90s thing. I certainly do. But it actually really started in the 80s with a band called the Melvins. And they are, of course, a Washington State band because, as everybody knows, grunge is a Seattle thing. And uh, they kind of started that really kind of it was a mix of it was a mix of metal music and punk music and kind of began this kind of really raw sound of just the guitars and the the moodiness of it and that kind of stuff and then you get into bands like Green River and Soundgarden and all of those guys and then Alice in Chains it wasn't really until the early 90s when you have Nirvana's Nevermind and Pearl Jam's 10 that came out in 1991, that kind of grunge music went mainstream. And it's interesting because a lot of these bands really didn't like that term grunge music. They were kind of like, they referred to it as the G word. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> oh like, my. stop, stop uh, making us sound like we're conformists in some way. But yeah, that's the grunge. I, I feel had a certain talent to it and a certain lyrical poetry to some of the music, not that you could understand any of it, but it was there. If you actually could read the lyrics. Yeah. And, and the thing is with like the, the style, the, the, the ratty jeans and the flannels, that's, that's Pacific Northwest, man. That's our hood because it's cold. So we need the flannels. It rains all the time. So we need the combat boots to keep our feet dry. That's, that's practicality. 
is where that style comes from. And I could walk down the street right now, dressed exactly as I am. Nobody'd really give me a second glance, but you walk out the street with your like tight leopard print pants <laughs> and your hair sprayed up into a bouffant. People are going to stare and yeah. they're going to wonder what's up with that guy. That's true. It's interesting because grunge, you can dress grunge and still walk around, but I don't remember anybody actually dressing glam metal in the eighties. No. It's something you saw on TV and music videos, but I don't, people didn't actually dress that way. Yeah. You don't see too many people wandering around like extravagant yeah. outfits. Like it was more of a good. costume, right? It was, yeah. it was a costume that people wore for rock and roll. And then they probably took it off themselves when they went around LA. They didn't actually wear that shit. <laughs> You never know. Maybe we'll get somebody to be like, wait, I wore that. That was the shit. Yeah, I totally went out. What are you talking about? That was adorable in my town. Yeah, it was happening. That's the thing with it. Like, it was just, it was so extravagant and out there that you needed a, a type of music to bring you down to earth and depress you in the rain of the Pacific Northwest. And, uh, and that's why you get grunge, man. Well, I admit it, it is a bit more grown up, all the whole style of it the sound of it's more grown up, but I guess, and I don't dislike it, but I guess that's just why I like the whole hair metal thing more is because it's not grown up at all. Like it's completely juvenile. Yeah. Drinking and chicks and cars. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. Robots and monkeys too. Why not? <laughs> Heck I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. You watch a music video for, in 80s hair band and it's like you know scantily clad girls bathing in giant you know swimming pools full of champagne and you watch a grunge band video and it's like everybody looks like they're cracked out <laughs> like you know, shot too much it looks heroin like real life like, like yeah. it's it's filmed in someone's garage on a five million dollar budget you know it's but it still looks like like a bunch of depressed people in a garage uh, interesting, Axl Rose actually wanted Nirvana to tour with them at one point in 1992 and basically opened for, for um, Guns N' Roses. And Kurt Cobain, his response was, no, and that they're tasteless people and they write crap music, <laughs> was his response to Guns N' Roses wanting them to tour with him. Wow. Yeah, that's harsh. Kurt Cobain versus Axl Rose. Yeah. Fight. Well, I, I, I don't know. It's it. I don't. I don't know. It. The eighties and nineties were so different in a lot of ways. You know, the same in so many ways, but different in so many ways. And I think nothing shows that more than hair metal versus grunge, right? I, I think that's that's almost a, a visual and audio way to distinct the eighties from the nineties because grunge was, it was, it was almost like this direct response, this antithesis of, of all that glam and, and pyrotechnics. That's what I remember about hair metal is worrying about their Aquanet hair getting caught on fire. Cause just so many pyrotechnics blasting off around them. It's like, you know, something's going to blow up. Whereas grunge is like, hey, man, flannel, we're in our garage. We're totally done with that. And we're there's something endearing about that, too, in a way. I, I think I like the, the look and feel of, of hair metal 
but I actually have the attitude of grunge. Yeah. They, they, I can't argue with either of them because I listen to both. Yeah. You know, and, and I will admit as much as I loved Nirvana when I first heard them, they have been played to death. I mean, that CD came out in 1991 and songs from it still get played on the radio. And it's just kind of yeah. like, come on guys, move on. Yeah. And um, Pearl Jam, uh, what the hell is his name? The lead singer for Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder. His voice does make me want to jab a pencil in my ear. <laughs> as talented of a band as they are and as talented of a music writer as he is, uh, there is something about his voice that makes me want to kill myself. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of examples of hair metal that, that make me want to, you know, Dude, just end thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's maybe not the sound as much as it is like the videos and looking at them. Like something like I, I was actually looking at a poison video yesterday thinking, okay, come on. Really? With the neon, all the makeup. Oh, that's tough sometimes. How much time do you think they spent getting ready like for a concert or a show or just in the morning after waking up from snorting cork coke cocaine all night? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they gotta do their hair and put their outfits on just to go outside. Life was must have been tough for an eighties hair band because you, yeah. you you party all night with with your hookers and, and your coke, and then you gotta get up and and there's probably it's probably like being a character on Star Trek, the next generation or something. You got to go into the makeup chair for three hours. Whereas grunge, you just get up and you don't even have to do anything. That's right. You're, you're wearing just, the same clothes ready from the night before. <laughs> that's right. You don't have to change. You don't have to do anything. That's, that's why grunge took over. It's convenient. It's easy. It's convenient. They could tour. They could tour more effectively. That's what it is. Roll up in the van, pull your gear out, do your show, roll back in the van, hit your next show, you're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. I think, I think they're both winners, man. Let's throw it out to you, listeners. What do you think? Are you a glam fan or are you a grunge rocker? Uh, jump over to Twitter and let us know on the 80s and 90s com, and we'll compile those together and see what we get and let you know on a later episode. And with that, this seems like another episode of the 80s and 90s Uncensored has come to an end. Until next time, we are out of here, like Kurt Cobain on April 5th, 1994. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't actually, like, about the turn of the millennia, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, is there even rock anymore? Did rock die? Like, what happened? I, yeah, I don't know what, I don't, I don't keep up on the, 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 I don't I, like, I literally stopped pop culturing that that was my Y2K, I guess, disease, because I stopped pop culturing right up but about Y2K. And I have no idea what's been going on for the last 20 years, dude. That's because you're old, man. That's because yeah. you're old. You've turned into one of those people. I'm hip. And oh, I'm hit. up to date. Yeah. So Taylor Swift is uh, the thing. Oh, and yeah. uh, Justin Bieber, uh, he's, he's popular. And um, let's see. Uh, those are the two I can oh. think of. Uh, yeah. See, the pop music, I'm, I'm out. See, but I don't I, think you know anything because no. I'm old and I know them. <laughs> I think I, you just kind of know peripherally what's going yeah. on, just like I do. But you're trying to be hip because you got that flannel shirt on. True. I listen to a lot of a lot of the new stuff I listen to. I listen to a lot of like indie stuff like um, the Avid Brothers, the Decemberists. 
you know, that kind of stuff, old crow medicine, if you want alt country, those kind of things. So, uh, so, so I'm, I'm listening to new stuff, but it's all either alt country or alt rock. So it's like, is it like hipster? It's kind of hipster. Yeah. My, my girlfriend, is that what it is? Hipster refers to me as a hipster all the time with music, uh, because I I'm kind of hipster, but I'm not such a hipster snob to where like, you know, like how most hipper hipsters are like, if they're playing, if you're listening to a song and then somebody else has heard of that song, they suddenly don't like it anymore. It's like, Oh, you know, this band, well, I no longer like them because now people know about them. That's not <laughs> me. Like I want people to know about some of these bands cause they're great. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not that hipster, but I do listen to a lot of like. You're not uh, the douchebag hipster.